Hey, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Reminders Podcast. So we're going to do another episode of the Quick Reminders series. If you haven't tuned into one of the previous installments of this series, essentially I'm stealing content from TikTok and just adding some extra words to it and uh, calling it a podcast episode. So, so that's what we're going to do. Um, quick note, what you're hearing in the background here is a snippet of my latest release. This is called Begin Again. This is just a demo, just an unplugged version of what will be the final track of my upcoming album, TBA. It's called Fate Weaving. I have no idea when it will be finished and released. Um, a few songs of it have already been released as the Fate Weaving EP. And um, yeah, I, I just felt that this particular track had a certain essence and magic to it before I started adding arrangement elements to it. So I added, you know, Ryan on sax and added a little drums myself, um, some extra guitar layers, my buddy Curtis on bass. Um, yeah, it sounded, sounded really nice, the full version, but I thought it'd be fun to just uh, release a little demo of it. Why not? Why not get it out there before it's finished? Um, so let's just take like a real quick grounding moment. I tried to do a take of this just now, and uh, I felt like I was a little ungrounded, so... Let's just take the moment to come back to our center. Take some conscious breaths. Return to our mindfulness, awareness of our body. Tune in into the awareness behind our thoughts, behind our feelings. Through the anchor and bridge of conscious breathing. The act of breathing is typically a subconscious activity. So when we bring conscious awareness to it, it can be a bridge between the conscious and the subconscious minds. this episode throughout whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening to this and throughout the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the season. Let's come back to this practice again and again. In every moment we can begin the practice again. So the first... Oh, I guess I didn't totally explain this, but... So what I'm doing in this series, if you haven't tuned into the series before, is I will pick five TikTok videos out of my reminders playlist at random. I'll just scroll the playlist, choose one, and uh, they tend to reveal a bit of a theme. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is from Kyle Summersall. It was just a quote. And it said, when you realize you don't create abundance, that the moment is always abundant, 
we create limitations. So that definitely rings true to me. Um, being a big proponent for the non-duality identity that the true nature of what we are is infinite and expansive and that there is a, an abundance of energy and resources on a quantum and energetic level. You know, of course, on Earth we may experience limited resources in a given moment if we are, uh, you know, binging our resources, but or if we've created a situation where we have more mouths to feed than, you know, the earth may have a bargain for, but I don't, I don't think that's really even, I don't think we've approached that yet. And the point is that throughout time, you know, and with time and with technology and with our intelligence, we could definitely create alignment with abundance. We could create technology and systems that allow for true abundance to any number of humans and animals on earth. And so on the level of, you know, it's kind of a common new age type of principle to uh, hack abundance or create abundance for yourself. I think that this is a, a, a crucial reminder because it's not about necessarily creating abundance. That's a little bit of a misnomer. Because we, we don't need to create it, we perhaps just need to tune into it or and or question and stop. Question what we are tuning into and stop tuning into scarcity and distraction from abundance. You know, the limitations that the quote was referring to. Um, I've definitely, you know, experienced the cultural programming of scarcity, you know, we are brought up in this sort of dog-eat-dog competitive culture that, you know, sets up a, yeah, just dog-eat-dog competitive atmosphere and environment, and we have common phrases like earning a living, you know, so that innately puts this expectation that we don't deserve or that we don't have a right to a living, right? Like, we're alive. You don't have to earn being alive. You made it, you're here, you know? And um, the fact that, that thriving and access to survival and resources isn't a right in most countries or in the world is an example of how we have created limitations in our thinking and the way that we systematically conduct ourselves as societies, you know? Um, so it's, it's baked into our language, earning a living, you know, it's a very common phrase. Um, 
if it's baked into our language then it's baked into our psychology so I've definitely experienced that myself and I think it also boils down to that we in every moment are experiencing what we on a subconscious level do believe that we deserve so you know I have historically um created limitations in the sense that I've created a distance between where I am and what I desire rather than being in a state of flow and in a state of abundance where whatever I desire I have an expectation and a subconscious expectation and belief that I will experience that you know sometimes I go through periods of prolonged suffering and my mental fixation towards having a certain experience and not being there yet or I think that it's an example of on some level I don't feel like I deserve it and I'm creating suffering through that limitation that I'm experiencing and energetically investing into um, so that's just an example you know I also was raised by um, someone who was less, who grew up less, less privileged than I did. And so I had, you know, a certain level of like, um, I'll just put it this way, like f being frugal was highly valued. And I considered that a value when I was growing up. Uh, for example, you know, going to the grocery store and buying the cheapest things you can find with the idea that you can save a few pennies and a few dollars to allocate towards other expenses or luxuries. Um, thankfully, in college, I was presented with the awareness of how most food, especially cheap food, junk food, you know, is really not health. <laughs> it's not. It's not nourishing. For the most part, you know, calories are calories and, you know, gratitude, I think, trumps any, um, I think gratitude charges anything that we are experiencing. So if all we can afford is junk food, then I think bringing gratitude to that is way better than eating something and feeling like, oh, this isn't going to be good for me, you know, even if we know that it's, you know, just trans fats and whatever else, if we're bringing gratitude into it, I do believe that our body will be able to integrate it in, in a healthy fashion. But with that said, you know, we just, we know that when we're spraying things with chemicals and pesticides that are harmful to critters and other animals, you know, it's kind of a, quite a stretch to believe that it's not also going to be harmful for us to consume. So I've uh, adopted that mindset that, you know, it's actually more valuable and, and worth investing the extra money into organic, healthy foods. And that is a form of healthcare. So I've, you know, challenged that limitation and idea that I should just buy the cheapest stuff. But I think it still it still shows up in other areas of my life. But um, I'll leave it at that. You know, it's enough to prompt your own reflections and what areas of your life you may still be holding on to certain aspects of scarcity or whatnot.
second video I want to bring up is from Conscious Life Expo. So this was a recording of Bashar, who is a medium channel guy. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him, but um, what he was getting at in this video was that we are in every moment playing the game. We're deciding. That was, that was the word he used. That we're deciding to play the game of not remembering our infinite nature. We're deciding to not remember that we are all that is and that we are truly infinite. I totally agree with that. He also went on to say that in timelessness, there's no growth. Very true. We uh, and this is this timelessness is such a. Gosh, that must be one of the most unfathomable, unfathom, unfathomable uh, concepts to the human mind. You know, timelessness. What does that even mean? We need time to even process conceptualizing what that means. You know, it's that's so out there. That's so far out. Um. Yeah. Enough said. Uh, so, so even even having said that, I do believe that timelessness is closer to our truest nature, and that I, I do agree that that infinity is closer to our truest na truest nature. Even though that's so hard for us to conceptually understand, um, I've just in my life, you know, grown to realize that the human mind is very limited and that things that don't make sense are probably closer to truth than things that do make sense. Um, but anyway, so my paraphrase and taking this even further than the video is talking about is this is what I wrote down. I said, all that is the eternal divine has a dimension of itself, which includes time. So time is an aspect of the eternal divine. And within time, we play this game or this role of expansion and infinite growth. So, first of all, within growth, you know, that requires the opposite of growth, the, the contraction, the stagnation, you know. Within this land of duality, which is what we're operating in, in the game of time and, and the game of the third dimensional existence that we're in um, in order to know anything we have to have its opposite contrast it in order for us to understand it which is why um, infinity is kind of so hard to grasp because everything that we know is finite and we're so used to finite existence it's hard to truly understand infinity um, but anyway, my point is uh, that this particular ego existence is uh, just an aspect of the divine. And it's, you know, I think it's it can be helpful to think of things as like through the metaphor of, oh yeah, we decided to come down from heaven, uh, to come down from our true nature of infinite knowing and infinite isness infiniteness uh i don't know that that's really how it how it unfolds i don't know that it's a decision i don't know that there's even 
levels of individuation on the higher realms and in our more true nature. I don't know that there's emotion or personality or ego or anything that we would relate to as an individual ego. Um, but I think it does, it can be helpful and valuable to use that vessel and that modality and that metaphor of, oh yeah, we decided to do this. Um, we are actually infinite, but we're deciding to be finite for the function of learning more about ourselves, right? To play this game of object and subject, you know, that, that dynamic and, and dialect and um, dynamic. So that's super high level stuff. Mercury's still in retrograde. So uh, I think that might be as far as I can go with that. If, if that made zero sense to you, let me know. If that made any sense to you, let me know. I'm curious. Um, I would like to develop that conversation further. Um, but when I was listening to him say this, and I was doing the dishes while, while I was choosing these videos, so this one was on repeat for a few times. And I, uh, I just had this sort of like expansion like that was that was my extra spin on this is that you know that last part of this being a dimension of infinity that all that is is what we really are that this is an aspect of it is time and ego and growth and contraction and all that stuff and that yeah sort of like felt like a felt like an insight um, so anyway, that's probably the most high-level, out-there, abstract uh, reminder of this episode. Let's move on. So, let's see. Then we have Michael Armstrong was talking about um, how... And he was talking about the metaphor of choosing to reincarnate that when we die, we have we still have free will. And if we don't want to come back to Earth, we don't have to. And we can do whatever we want. And he was talking about the idea of, you know, people saying, oh, I, I wouldn't want to come back, you know, blah, 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 blah. And what he was, his point was that his point was that if we were in alignment with our purpose, our sole purpose, our sole mission, our passion, if we were in alignment with that, like we wouldn't have that idea of, I don't want to be here. I don't want to come back to earth. Like, I don't know why I chose this in the first place type, type of stuff, which, you know, I definitely have those thoughts and feelings, you know, a lot. Um, and basically he was posing the question. First of all, the, uh, the statement that, that wouldn't exist if we were in our purpose. And if that does exist and we're not in our purpose, he posed this question to help perhaps clarify it. So he asked, what aspect of yourself would you like to explore to feel more passion? And that that will help align us with our sole purpose. So for me, what aspect would I like to explore? Um, I'll just say, I mean, I, I've definitely been in a ebb in my flow the last few weeks, you know. I'll link up with my homies, my bandmates, uh, etc., and have fun times. You know, I've been making good music, good performances, good good weekends, good campouts, good hangs, all that stuff. 
But when I'm in my alone space, I feel like I've been trying to create change that I that I've have felt resistance or stagnation in, and I've in a certain sense sort of given up, and um, that's been a big huge distraction. I've been pretty 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 deep in a depression. And, um, so I'm trying to challenge that. I'm trying to see it more as like, not who I am or just something that's happening to me, but, um, as an entity that I shouldn't feed, I shouldn't invest into. And I think I do in certain ways habitually. Um, so what aspect of myself, I mean, music is, is the obvious. That's what I'm, that's what always pulls me out of, uh, my hyper fixation on you know, the shadow and what's not going right. Music is almost always something that feels right in creation and sharing it with other people that doesn't always feel flow. Um, but yeah, um, I'm curious what, what what's coming to mind for you. Nothing immediately is coming to me, but I guess... Uh, Aspect of myself, what I like to explore, to feel more passionate. Honestly, I, at this point in time, and this partially has to do with why I haven't released an episode in a month, it's beginning to feel more difficult to invest in things that aren't making me money, you know, even if they are passions. And this, like, even the decision to make this and doing it right now feels good. It feels like it's and my purpose, um, I just want to find the, the Venn diagram middle of things that feel fun and flow and also can help me pay my bills and be in that abundance that we were talking about earlier. So that's, that's an aspect of myself that I, I want to explore that. Um, yeah, curious about your answer to that. Um, so moving on. So then we got Miss Janet had a video where she was sitting in her van, um, decked out van life. And she had a thought, I should go outside. And then so she posed this uh, really cool reframe and filter of if you ever have, first of all, I was like, whose voice is that? Which is a big question, you know, where, what's the source of our weird thoughts like that? I, sh I should do this. Like, why are we shitting ourselves? What does should even mean? I feel like it's a pretty useless word, honestly. Um, to reframe that and re refilter a should through, do I need to do this? You know, in this example is I should go outside. Do I need to go outside? No. Do I want to go outside? In her case, she didn't. She felt good. She felt like she was already outside. She was chilling. You know, so when we're shooting ourselves, like, I, like, for me, I'm shooting myself. I need, I, I should make more money. Uh, do I need to make money? Uh, yes. Do I want to make more money? Yes, I do. Okay. So I should. <laughs> uh, so that's just a silly, easy example, but, um, To break it down a little bit more like do I need to uh, if I want to sustain the lifestyle that I have if I want to build the lifestyle into something even more fulfilling and far-reaching and expansive and um, something that I can share with other people then yes you know 
do I absolutely need to? No, like there's no, I could just live and drift, you know, that's an option. Last one is a little bit of an outlier, but I think it's still it's relevant enough. Um, we've got Jared Ray is asking the question, are you the type of person that falls in love super easy in any uh, environment, context you're in, you find yourself crushing hard? that if that's the case, that there's something that your soul wants to embody that that person is an, an embodiment of. And the ego is mis misapprehending this as this person will complete me. But really it's that they have traits that we want to be embodying or that in some way they are exhibiting energy that we, on some level, wish that we had ourselves. Um, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I don't think that I'm necessarily the type of person that is who he's initially referring to, you know, like the, on the Enneagram, this is considered the tragic romantic or hopeless romantic um, type of person that's literally falling in love with everyone they meet, more or less. I wouldn't say that I am that type of person. Um, I've really maybe three people in my life with like maybe an extra I don't know maybe four and then like an extra another four or so like heavy crushes on top of that I think it also depends like how old you are like if you're a kid this might not be like that deep you know you might just literally find someone attractive and um develop a crush or whatever but yeah i think that does check out i think that there's i i can definitely see how that relates to myself like you know Like, for instance, you know, being in partnership with Kara, like, I think on a subconscious level, like, I was really attracted to, like, her authentic care, because that's something that I
towards myself and towards the world, you know, um, almost living in the shadow of the non-duality perspective of like, you know, everything's already perfect, everything is what it is, everything's where it needs to be, and so it doesn't really require me to care about it. I don't have to be so emotionally invested in myself or the happenings of the world because it's fine already. Um, that can be really dangerous, you know. And anyway, there's other examples, but um, I think that's really something valuable to remind ourselves is that, you know, ultimately we are living in this sacred mirror maze. And it's a mystery, and it's also us. We are we are the infinite, we are the the totality of being here now. We're all aspects, but we're also the finite aspect of ourselves. We are the finite aspect of our ego. And so it's really easy easy to forget and really valuable to remember that whatever it is that we're interacting, you interacting with this podcast, me interacting with the moment that I'm speaking this in, like we are doing this dance of the self interacting with the self. And um, to remember that, especially when we are experiencing either infatuation or the opposite, which would be a conflict with other people, you know, it's, it's really important and valuable to remember that, to remember that whatever it is that we're so fascinated with, so infatuated with, is something that could exist within ourselves and does exist within the infinite self, the, the big uh, cosmic, universal, divine self that we are a part of. It does exist there, obviously, because we're seeing it in another person, and it can exist in ourself, and does exist in ourself on some level, otherwise we wouldn't be able to have that reflection from another person if it didn't exist within ourselves. So that can be really important to remember, because um, if we can release the uh, grasping towards the external other people, the external validation, whatever it may be, if we can release that and let that go, then um, I think it's easier for us to relax the idea that um, that that would complete us and we could free up some space to just embody that ourselves. On the other hand, you know, I think that we all need each other and I think that the opposite could be debated as well that, you know, we do complete each other in a certain way because we can't be everything all at once, you know, individually as egos we can't be everything all at once. As our true nature, yeah, we literally are everything all at once. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of this and that. Um, but when it comes to, like, if, if there's suffering involved, if there's emotional attachment, and if we're creating tension, then I think it can be really valuable to remember that we do have access to all of the qualities that we um, love to see in other people. So... Yeah. All right. Another 
episode of Quick Reminders. If you want to reference any of the videos I'm referencing in this series, I have a public playlist on TikTok called Quick Reminders. So you can find all of those videos there, and in the description I will tag or list all of the handles of the creators that I'm referencing in this video. Fractals of